Hey everyone, Larry Bailey here, and uh, we are here on Halloween. I have my my costume, so there you go. It's it's really Halloween. It's pretty much destiny um, that it is Halloween, and we are doing another weekly newsletter uh, review here. <laughs> so this newsletter is uh, today, October thirty first, two thousand twenty two. This is brought to you from Ridge Lending Group. Again, any questions, got to call Ridge Lending for any financing needs across 47 states uh, across this country. You can call 855-74-RIDGE, whether it's for investment properties, second homes, or primary homes as well. Um, literally, just about every single lending product out there, both forward as well as reverse, uh, check them out. You can also email to info at ridgelendinggroup.com. This information, as always, is brought to you by the MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. Today, we are going to do the week of October 24th in review, and what a week it was. Home sales continued to cool in September, while consumer inflation needs to cool further. Find out more about these stories, along with all these other things that are happening on home price appreciation, GDP, jobless claims, and, of course, we have... Um, the last time that clocks will be turned back until the government decides um, it ever needs to change its mind again, uh, which is happening on the 6th of November. So uh, first story is consumer inflation needs cooling. Second story is signed contracts on existing homes fall for the fourth consecutive month. Third story is uh, after August's uptick, September new home sales fall. Next is annual home price appreciation declines but remains strong. The next story is GDP turns positive in the third quarter for now. Um, and the very last story is latest job claims signal slower pace of hirings. So here we go. Consumer inflation needs cooling. The Fed's favorite measure of inflation, the personal consumption expenditures, PCE, show that the Headline inflation rose 0.3% in September and remained at 6.2% year-over-year. Both readings were exactly in line with estimates. Core PCE, which strips out volatile food and energy prices, rose by 0.5% with a year-over-year change rising from 49 to 5.1%. So what's the bottom line here? Note that the Fed says that they want to see inflation fall around 2%. They are talking about annual core PCE, which is now at 5.1%, and of course quite a bit higher than the Fed's target. But there is some hope that inflationary pressures could be easing. Inflation is calculated on a rolling 12-month basis, which means that the total of the past 12-monthly inflation readings will give us the year-over-year rate of inflation. For example, when the data for September 2022 was released last week, it replaced the data for September 2021 in the calculation of annual inflation. Inflation readings after September of the last year are higher comparisons. So if we see lower monthly readings this fall and early next year, the annual rate of inflation could then move lower. Makes sense, right? It's all about the math. Uh, Next story is signed contracts on existing homes fall for the fourth consecutive month. Pending home sales fell 10.2% from August to September, marking the fourth straight monthly decline. Sales were also 31% lower than they were in September of last year. This is a critical report for taking the pulse of the housing market as it measures signed contracts on existing homes, which represent about 90% of the market. So what's the bottom line here? 
Lawrence Yun, Chief Economist for the National Association of Realtors, who we hear from regularly here uh, in this review, noted that new home listings are lower than they were a year ago because many homeowners are staying put with their 3% mortgage rates that they locked in before this year. He added, quote, only when inflation is tamed will mortgage rates retreat and boost home purchasing power for buyers, close quote. I don't know. My my attitude on this is he's absolutely right, right? I mean, why would you want to move when you have 3%? And, and you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I believe in my unscientific gut reaction here that um, people will become okay with whatever interest rates are when they are. It's just a big shock to go from, you know, years of two, well, mostly 3% something, maybe even 4% something, to go to 6 or to 7. It's shocking, and it's going to slow things down. But people will normalize that, um, and that's my unscientific uh, pumpkin head uh, opinion here. So <laughs> next story, after August's uptick, September new homes new home sales fall. If you're looking, uh, if you're watching this on the Ridge Lending Group community, you'll see this beautiful graphic. If you're not watching it on the community, um, feel free to, if uh, you ever want to see this thing in video. You can see my pumpkin shirt for Halloween. <laughs> Any of the new home sales, which measures signed contracts on new homes, fell 10.9% in September to a 603,000 unit annualized pace. However, this was stronger than estimates that were looking for a 13% decline. Sales were also lower 17.6% lower when compared to September of last year. There were 462,000 new homes for sale at the end of September, which equates to a 9.2 months supply. However, only 56,000, or about 12%, were actually completed, with the rest either not started or under construction. The number of completed homes equates to a 1.1 month supply, well below the six month supply that is considered representative of a balanced market. The medium home price for new homes rose 8% to $471,000 after a 6% decline in the previous report. However, this is not the same as appreciation. It simply means half the homes sold were above that price and half were below it. The rise last month was due to a mix of sales as there was an uptick in sales of homes over $500,000. So what's the bottom line here? Home builders have seen declining buyer traffic in recent months. For example, Lennar, the second largest home builder in the U.S., reported that new sales orders fell 12% in the third quarter when compared to the same time frame last year. Pulte Group, another large builder, reported that 24% of contracts were canceled in the third quarter. While this sounds alarming, it's important to note that even in a hot market, like the second quarter of this year, they reported 15% cancellation. So things change, right? Uh, it's important to understand trends and uh, to look in prior years for that history to see how alarming these numbers could be. Uh, next story is annual home price appreciation declines, but remains strong. So again, here's a nice graphic. It breaks down uh, the top cities, uh, actually top city is Miami with the uh, highest monthly, which is a loss of 0.1%, and annually Miami, 28.6%. The Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which is considered the, quote, gold standard, close quote, for appreciation, showed home prices fell 1.1% in August, but they were 13% higher when compared to August of last year. This annual reading is a decline from the 15.6% gain reported in July, but still strong. 
The Federal Housing Finance Agency, the FHFA, also released their house price index. This report measures home price appreciation on single-family homes when they use conforming loan limits, which means it most likely represents lower-priced homes. I don't know about that anymore. I mean, the FHA, the FHFA, I can get it out. Um, for 2023, like top price is $700,000. That's a lot of houses in this country that can go into conforming loan amounts now. So we'll see what happens with this, uh, in the, in 2023 with regards to the FHFA house price index. Home prices fell 0.7% from July to August, but they rose 11.9% from August of last year. This is a decline from the 13.9% annual increase reported in July, but still remains solid on an annual basis. So again, a lot of numbers being thrown around here. So what's the bottom line? And while the Case-Shiller's national index did show a month-over-month decline, the majority of the decline was seen in some of the larger cities like San Francisco losing 4.3%, Seattle losing 3.9%, San Diego losing 2.8%, Los Angeles losing 2.3%, Denver losing 2.3%, and then Phoenix coming in uh, at the end of that at losing 2.1%. So when you remove those cities that were overheated, most other markets were relatively flat. Again, I'm in New Jersey, and uh, I've definitely seen some sellers having to come off their high highest high uh, listings, still seeing stuff under contract and closing at high at much higher prices than they were this time last year. Um, so again, it is regionalized. Make sure you keep track of your own region. Uh, GDP turns positive in the third quarter for now. So this story is about uh, about the GDP and the advanced or first reading of the third quarter GDP, gross domestic product, showed that the U.S. economy grew by 2.6%. This was better than the 2.3% expected and follows two consecutive negative readings in the first and second quarters of the year. So What's the bottom line here? It's important to remember that this is just a first of three readings, and there can be significant revisions when the second and final readings are released on November 30th and December 22nd, respectively. So in about a month from today, we'll get the second reading. On that note, the core durable good, I'm sorry, the core durable goods orders for September showed a decline of 0.7% month over month. This number has a good gauge of business spending as it reflects non-defense capital goods used in the production of goods and services, excluding aircraft. September's reading was much weaker than the 0.3% gain expected, while August's report was also revised lower and September's shipments came in light. These components are factored into the GDP and may lead to some downward revisions in the second and final readings in the third quarter. So I have to look for that. Next story is latest jobless claims signal slower pace of hirings. The initial jobless claims rose three by three thousand in the last uh, in the latest week, as two hundred seventeen thousand people filed for unemployment benefits for the very first time. Continuing claims, which measure people who continue to receive benefits after their initial claim is filed, rose fifty five thousand to one point four three eight million. So what's the bottom line here? Initial jobless claims still remain quite low as employers continue to hold on to workers. However, continuing claims have risen significantly over the past few weeks. This reflects a slower pace of hiring, which can be the first thing to ease in an economic downturn followed by layoffs. 
On Friday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, also known as BLS, uh, will release the jobs report for October and, estim- and estimates call for 190,000 jobs created, which would be the slowest since a negative print was seen in December of 2020. That, of course, is from the pandemic. Here's the family hack of the week. So this Sunday coming up, November 6th, marks the end of daylight savings time for much of the country. It serves as a great reminder to tackle these important home tasks per our friends at Good Housekeeping. Check the batteries and smoke and carbon monoxide detectors and replace as needed. Also clean out your dryers, vents, and ducts as lodge lint is a common cause of dryer fires. That is um, very, very timely. Uh, replace your clean filters throughout your home, including air filters, as well as those in your heating and air conditioning units. You may not even realize that you have a filter. <laughs> so if you have central, you have a filter. Um, definitely clean that thing. Now could be a good time to clean out your uh, your oven, declutter your pantry, especially if Thanksgiving dinners or holiday parties are ahead. Replenish your emergency kit as needed, including flashlight batteries, canned food and water, first aid kit items, toiletries, paper towels and plates, blankets and extra clothes. Basically, get ready. You never know what's going to happen. Be sure to add gloves, hats, and boots and other winter-related gear as needed, depending on, of course, where you are in the country. So what to look ahead for this week. Uh, The Fed and labor market data will be the key headlines this week as the Fed's two-day meeting begins on Tuesday, that's tomorrow, with the monetary policy statements and press press conference coming on Wednesday. The Fed is expected to hike, again, its benchmark Fed funds rate to help cool inflation, Investors will be closely watching their actions and commentary. So on that note, you see this negative 41. We've seen a couple of things happening um, this week, and I'll, I'll bring to that at the very end here just to finish up what to look for. On Wednesday, ADP's new employment record, I'm sorry, the ADP's new employment report will give us an update on private payrolls for October. The latest jobs, uh, jobless claims data will also be reported on Thursday, while Friday brings the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, jobs report for October, which includes for non-farm payrolls and the unemployment rate. So here's what I was kind of talking about in the middle of that. So last week we had a really good run. Um, again, this is uh, the, the beauty of MBS Highway. We, they have access to these charts, etc. So we saw this happening here. If I can click into here, I guess it's not going to give it to me, but oh, there we go. So October 21st, we started to see some great stuff, and, and we came up, we came up, we came up, and then today we are still. Now we're at negative uh, forty-one, so we're you know today's the thirty-first. So, last ten days we've seen some good stuff. We've seen interest rates respond accordingly. Um, I am nobody to read these things, but typically I know from listening to Barry Habib when these two things cross, it's usually not a good thing. So um, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Definitely reach out to Ridge Lending Group. Um, they are a sponsor of doing this work, and uh, they can absolutely support you and advocate for you from education and getting you prepared for your next real estate investment uh, for whatever is needed. So give them a call, 855-74-RIDGE, which is 855-747-4343, or send an email to info at ridgelendinggroup.com, or go over to ridgelendinggroup.com, check out all their articles and information. And again, if you're not in the Ridge Learning Group community, what are you doing? You should join. Check out all the information. That's where you'll find this video. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care, everybody. Happy Halloween.